0: Throwdown Thursday Podcast <laughs> My name is Patsy the Angry Nerd, And I don't have any goddamn voice <laughs> uh, I said that I would host so I could get All my talking
1: out of the way at the beginning You sound like a rejected Muppet I
2: yeah. thought he was doing a Marlon Brando impersonation <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm going to make him an offering I
2: swallowed a swallow bug.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a rejected Muppet who's hitting puberty too late. <laughs>
0: I already told you this. My voice is pretty deep. It's just I don't... I have a lot of raspiness.
1: I told him at work, I said, this is the worst Barry White impression
3: ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like... Pick up that vizier, my dear.
3: Oh my god, that's even like ten times creepier. Don't <laughs> <be> <laughs> that wasn't me, though. <laughs>
0: You're
3: was like, my, out of your mouth.
2: I was doing my oh best, did. Patsy. That was that, that was, was
0: pretty good. <laughs> uh, so this is episode forty-nine, <laughs> and uh, I am Patsy the Angry Bird <laughs> with my powerful voice. And uh, I'm here with uh, the lady who lives at my house, Ashes Von Nightmare. Hello, everybody. That was a terrible impression of the Pope. (laughs) Uh, Skyping in live from Nerd Catraz because she's in nerd jail again because she can't uh, stop getting in trouble. It is the Ironborn Agent Nicole. She does not sew.
3: Hello everybody. You How just are you sound today? drunk. <laughs> you sound like
0: Tiger Woods getting pulled over.
3: I actually am drinking, which <clears> is <throat> crazy. The same Usually. as
0: usual. You were drinking at work all day too.
3: Hey, whatever no, like, gets
1: you through the day.
3: Well, I'm at like yeah, well, this is like alcohol drinking. Yeah,
0: like. I was referring to alcohol drinking.
3: As
1: opposed to what other kind of <laughs> drinking. I'm very <laughs> hydrated. <laughs>
0: Uh, We are also joined by The man with a voice is almost as lovely as mine And that would be The uh, producer extraordinaire Johnny Wolfenstein
3: It's time to change (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, play that song
2: (laughs) Well, uh, it's it's good to be here That's not my Get the real voice out there, I guess And uh, Patsy um, I can't promise I won't laugh each time you talk That's alright Everybody already has been laughing at me a lot <laughs> But I'm doing my best I'm here And I'm soldiering <laughs> through and Yeah I think you'd be better off <laughs> saying that That you're doing the voice of a, of a Muppet That is actually playing the part of you
0: Yeah but that wouldn't be as fun I don't know uh,
1: You know what was fun? The two days that you didn't have a voice That <laughs> was a lot of fun as I could I enjoyed myself it's like, but "Oh, is he I here?" I don't know.
0: <coughs> yeah, well, I didn't. I had to communicate through interpretive dance. That was And uh, you
3: don't dance very well, so <laughs> No, I don't. She's
0: like, "Okay, so there's a panda in the wheat thresher." I was like, "No.
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: I want a sandwich." <laughs> now, this happens to me every uh couple of years. I have uh Really bad laryngitis. I think it happened last year. It did. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I had uh, vocal cord fatigue, and I literally had no voice for two weeks. I had to miss two weeks of work because I was in sales at the time. I used up all my vacation time uh, in the two weeks that I was out because I literally had no voice, and it was awful. And they took a scope and they were trying to figure out what was wrong and they put it up my nose and down my throat wait
1: awful according to who because I thought it was fantastic you, oh yeah I was you did
0: say you thought be it was fantastic education.
1: actually no no it was it was awesome for like the first I don't know day or two until Patrick f- uh, found an app in the app store <laughs> where it does text to speech so he had a lot of fun um, let we see a really obnoxious like cockney british yep. accent that's what he uh, eventually settled on, so Pipe I had to, whatever to you to,
0: and it says it in a British accent,
1: uh, and, and it tries to like phonetically uh, pronounce certain things as well. So he oh, was randomly ever. putting different Mm-mm. words into the app to see exactly how they uh, the app would pronounce it, and it, it was, was like
0: listening to Benedict Cumberbatch try to say penguin, <sighs> which apparently he cannot do. There was a nature special where. He kept calling them ping-wings.
1: And that's he, adorable. And it's like,
0: that's the take you went with? Like, think about how bad the rest of them were in order for them to be like, oh, the penguins. Like, he couldn't say penguin. Like, he couldn't do it. And it was like the funniest thing ever.
3: Uh, I just can't help listening to your voice right now. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have
0: headphones on and I'm speaking.
3: It's just, I feel so bad, and then I just want to laugh, too, but it's not nice to laugh. Oh, I yeah, don't feel especially bad. especially since
0: you did this to me.
3: Uh, not really. <coughs> you sicken me. Yeah, well, what else is new? So, so what are we
1: talking about today, guys?
0: What are we rasping about today? Uh, um, uh I thought in, uh... <clears throat> in honor of the movie that's coming out this week i thought we talk about wonder woman Silence. <laughs> like did you guys want to like well react i thought i thought you all, were going or? to
1: like completely like, i thought there was more to what you were saying <laughs> like i feel like i thought th- i should throw out a disclaimer um I totally offered to host today's episode, but Mr. Angry Nerd insisted on hosting it. So it's not I'm like doing he's doing a great it. job. <laughs> it's not like he's doing it like because we're forcing him to do it. He's doing it because he <laughs> insisted on doing it. And he's dying. Okay, I think that's Ash- really attractive.
0: Ash- uh, call Ash- me Dunkin' Donuts because I'm coffee.
3: Oh, fucking. <laughs> That was so bad That was
0: the best thing ever That was so
1: bad So
0: I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna throw it over to Ashes Cause uh, She's feeling left out And
1: Really that's why you're throwing it over to me It's not not the fact that you're losing your voice at all It's because I'm feeling left out I'm good at this (laughs) 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 What I can do Yeah (laughs)
3: Oh my God! Really?
1: Um. Yes. Yeah, so today, boys and girls, we are going to be talking about Wonder Woman in lieu of not only her seventy-fifth anniversary,
3: but the movie coming in out light of, in. What did, what did I say? You said
0: in lieu of that means instead of.
3: You know what? Don't correct her. Shut up.
0: No, you shut up. I don't see you volunteering the host.
1: <laughs> this episode just went downhill. You are so a nerd, Oh my God! Okay, so today, I can't wait to hear how this in sounds. light of Wonder Woman's 75th anniversary uh, and the movie coming out in a couple of days, uh, we're going to be talking about. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow uh, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman. So, before we get into our Wonder Woman discussion, we are going to be talking about superheroes. And the question of the day, our getting into character portion of today, this episode, is if you were a superhero what superhero would you be? Like, do you have a superhero (laughs) name? And what would your superhero accessory be? Like, you know, Wonder Woman has her lasso and her bracelets and the tiara. And her invisible
0: boat, according to you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, so I got Wonder Woman mixed up with SpongeBob. And for two seconds, I went all like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. And I was talking about Wonder Woman's invisible boat mobile. And then I remembered it was a... Jet, not a <clears> boat, <throat> but anyways, or you know, so so like you know, Wonder Woman has her accessories. Uh, Thor has his hammer. Yum, meow. Um, yeah, meow, meow. <laughs> 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 Batman has his batarangs and stuff. So, if you were a superhero, what would your superhero accessory be? Let's start with you, Nicole.
3: Um. So Patrick gave me the idea at work that I should have, like, a hat. And so I said, okay, I'll have a hat. And, like, when I take it off, I reach in and I can grab whatever weapon I want. So it's just, like, a little hat of joyness where I just pick whatever I want and, like, beat the shit out of my enemies. So
1: it's kind of like Felix the Cat with his bag of tricks. But instead of a bag of tricks, it's a hat?
2: Yep. And do you get a random Weapon every time, or do you or
0: can you pick what
2: comes up?
3: That's yeah, actually it, a good is idea. It's just it like be a random battle pick. royale.
0: We're like, yeah, you get a, random a backpack.
3: It's a like, hat of oh, royale.
0: I'll defeat you
1: with my oh
3: spaghetti strainer.
1: I kind of like that, Agent Nicole's hat of royale.
3: Yeah, hat a royale. That's a good one. Yes.
1: What about you, Patsy? um
0: I would have a uh, an enchanted recliner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. There's a basis. Will
3: be this. musky and long? Wait, wait, wait. Is your superhero
1: name Lazy Boy? Yes. <laughs> Patsy, the relaxed
0: nerd. No, basically, Batman ha- had access with your
1: sidekick, to- Couch Potato.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't need a sidekick. Uh, Batman had access to the Mobius chair which uh, would allow him uh, knowledge of anything. He could ask it any question, and he would get the correct answer. Uh, He tested this by asking, who killed my parents, since only he knew? And uh, the Mobius here gave him, like, almost godlike omnipotence, uh, not omnipotence, omniscience. And he used it to determine that there are actually three jokers, which is kind of crazy, because he was like, What's the Joker's real name? And then the chair told him, he's like, that's not possible. But then he didn't find out for like nine months that there were actually three Jokers. <clears throat> but, yeah, it would be kind of like the Mobius chair, but it would be like a recliner and like super comfy so I could take naps.
1: So <laughs> what would the chair do? Like, would you be able to see into well, the I future? Could fly. <clears throat>
0: I could fly. Um... Uh, travel through time and space because it's, like, uh, kind of like a TARDIS and also the Mobius chair. So I could, I could fly around anywhere I wanted and then, like, if I needed to go really fast I'd just recline it for aerodynamicness. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I would basically be like the Mobius chair but I could travel time and space like, like the Mobius chair and, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would have. It would, it would just be like way more comfy because it would look about as comfortable as the Iron Throne.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, so I've actually given this some thought before because, you know, I have nothing else better to do apparently. So, <laughs> so I would be part of a superhero group, okay? Now, 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 hear me out. So we would be called the Vino Vixens. Okay, I would be the leader of the group. I am the Merlot Marauder, and then we have the Cabernet Kid, Lady Chardonnay, and the Pinot Punisher. Right, following so me are here, my like Captain Planet,
0: but for wine.
1: Yes, Merlot, <laughs> That's awesome. Cabernet, Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay. Heart, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so my my accessory would be the tiara of terror. So what my tiara would do is it would shoot out like laser beams, pew 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 pew, and it would have holographic powers, kind of like uh, Gem's earrings that she mm-hmm. calls on synergy for. Um, but instead, I wouldn't have to call on anybody. I would you know, just be able to to be, like, tiara on, or I'm sure I could come up with But would others. it be, like, uh, <clears throat> kind of like how f- the Flash has his
0: uh, uniform in his ring? Like, he keeps it in his ring, and, like, and he opens up his ring and gets his uniform on? Or, like, the, the, the tiara, like, you know, transformed, like a Sailor Moon-type thing?
1: No, it would be kind of like... It would create a hologram, <clears throat> so you would <clears throat> think that like it would project kind of like an Emma Frost type thing how she can I mean I know she controls minds but she like projects who you want her to be seen as well it would be kind of like that but I could like holographically project like over myself so I could turn into whatever the hell I wanted to turn into and
3: like confuse and conflict my enemies do you, Is it- you mean mistake not Emma Frost? no Emma Frost uh Well,
1: okay, so it's kind of like a combination of the two. So, (laughs) excuse me, like Mystique, uh, um, yeah, Mystique Mystique does the whole, yeah, physically changes. Whereas like Emma Frost can project uh, project an image like into your head. So yeah, so it's kind of like a so it's kind of like a combination of the two of them and Gem. Yeah,
3: no, I got you. Sorry,
1: holographic, holograph, Jesus Christ, holographic images (laughs) on your invisible Mm -hmm. boat. Yeah, on my invisible boatmobile. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to hear you from you guys at home. Who would you be if you were a superhero? What would your name be? And what were your superhero accessories be? Hit us up on the Facebook page. Let us know. We are dying to hear from you. Um, and on that note, unless anybody else has anything they'd like to add. No. 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 Um, So, on that note, I think we're going to head to our first break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about some Wonder Woman. Trick or Treat
2: Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life, what are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat
0: Radio every Friday morning.
2: This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you <laughs> took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he yeah, likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This uh, podcast is now banned in Germany.
0: It's a me, Giovanni Shut
1: up. I call bullshit. I demand yeah.
2: someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. She's yeah. a great big fan person.
3: You just hit the jackpot.
2: This is a weird movie, huh?
3: It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. Had great acting! I'm gonna
2: strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TrickOrTreatRadio.com. Are be there,
0: douchebags? Dude! (laughs) Wow! I was watching her, waiting for when she was gonna do it.
1: Go ahead! Really? Can I?
0: Proceed!
1: Oh my god! So, today we are talking about Wonder Woman. Um, A little bit of background about the character. So Superman debuted in 1938, Batman in 1939, and Wonder Woman in 1941. She was created by William Moulton Marston, a psychologist with a PhD from Harvard. A press release explained Wonder Woman was conceived by Dr. Marston to set up a standard among children and young people of strong free, courageous womanhood to combat the idea that women are inferior to men and to inspire girls to self-confidence and achievement in athletics, occupations, and professions monopolized by men because the only hope for civilization is the greater freedom, development, and <coughs> equality of women in all fields of human activity. Marston put it this way, quote, frankly, Wonder Woman is psychological propaganda for the new type of woman who should I believe uh rule the world end quote. Um so Marston was profoundly influenced by early 20th century suffragists, feminist, and birth mm-hmm. control advocates. He wanted to create an icon for little girls. Uh, he was uh, quoted saying not even girls want to be girls so as long as our feminine archetype lacks force, strength, Power, he wrote in a 1943 magazine article. Women's strong qualities have become despised because of their weak ones. The obvious remedy is to create a feminine character with all the strength of Superman plus all the allure of a good and beautiful woman. So, with that, birthed Wonder Woman.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh I don't mean to interrupt but like Go ahead. <laughs> there was a lot with Martson. He was he was influenced by Wonder Woman by his relationship with his wife and his relationship with his mistress. Like they had a very open relationship and the aesthetics came from his mistress, which is uh her name was Olive Byrne and the the characteristics came from his wife Elizabeth um Holloway Mattson, and a lot of it was like the inspiration was from their ideal feminists like the, the they contributed a lot to the idea of how they wanted her to be, and um, mm-hmm. Martin wanted to actually make a be a male Wonder Woman or Wonder Man, but his wife Elizabeth was like there's enough men and too many spandex it's time to change people 's minds and have a female character." And in a book uh, by Jill Lapore uh, who, um, who wrote The Secret History of Wonder Woman, which is a really good book, I've read some of it, um, a lot of people were really confused <clears throat> by why Wonder Woman was created, which, you know, at that time, they, you know, everything was so male pop populated and she said they thought like is this a feminist project that was supposed to help girls decide to go into college and have careers or is this soft porn and it's like come on you know at that age or around that time women's suffrage was you know starting to pick up heat like women were able to vote at that around that time and you know enter the workplace and around World War II become part of you know helping out the army help you know, run the household. So it's nice to see a character who was created, well, which was created by a man who had been so influenced by the women in his life.
0: Yeah, his, his big thing was he wanted to create a character who, instead of, uh, you know, solving his problems with his fists, solved their problems with love. And that's when Elizabeth said, yes, but make it a woman. Yeah, and this is a guy who was a psychologist, and he is credited for inventing the polygraph. Yeah. So he's you know a not your typical comic book you know creative guy like this isn't you know he didn't this isn't a Jack Kirby or a Stan Lee, you know that went out and just you know that's what they what he did for a living, but Mm -hmm. he looked at it and said you know you know violence begets violence. What if we could kind of, you know, steer away from that? And, you know, that's where, uh, you know, the beginning of Wonder Woman came from.
3: And I know that in the next couple of months, there's a film coming out based on uh, Martson's life called Professor Martson and the Wonder Women. And it's about the, you know, the relationship between him, his wife, and his mistress, and how open they were. And After he died, his wife and his mistress continue to stay together throughout their entire lives and raise their children. And the film is just basically talking about his life, their relationship, and the beginnings of making of Wonder Woman, which will be coming out in a couple of months. (laughs) Yeah, it's coming out tomorrow. No, it's coming out in a couple of months, and like Luke Evans and Rebecca Hall and Bella um, Heathcott is... And the the cast is great and it's Directed by um, Angela Robinson which is nice Because it's directed by a female's Perspective Mm -hmm. like the upcoming Wonder Woman film
0: Yeah that's what's coming out tomorrow Sorry I I messed up I I, I misheard What you were saying Yeah, The actual Wonder Woman film is coming out tomorrow
1: So we, We kind of mentioned briefly Um her, uh, the appearance of, of Wonder Woman, um, her looks were always a matter of debate from the start. Uh, like you said, Marston was inspired by not only the women in his life, but the pinups that adorned uh, the soldiers' barracks uh, during wartime. In almost every comic, Wonder Woman found herself at some point bound up in chains, an Mm -hmm. image Marston argued was essential to the larger narrative of breaking free from the patriarchy, although his editors worried that it was too kinky, but let it slide. Uh, Wonder Woman illustrator, Harry G. Peter, mimicked the statuesque Amazonian women drawn during the 1910s by artist Annie Lucasta Rogers. "Quote: Amazonian women breaking chains and wearing tiaras—that was the visual vocabulary of feminism and suffrage," says historian Jill Lepore, who wrote *The Secret History of Wonder Woman*. Marston believes that, or believed, excuse me, that Wonder Woman's attractiveness was part of her power. Restaging the sex-positive feminism of future icons like Lady Gaga and Beyonce. <laughs> so it's one of those, and and this is something that a topic that has been up for debate. I think since women wear clothes, you know, uh, yeah. how much is too much? What is risque? Is you know. Uh, What is considered feminism, what's considered positive, what's considered negative, and Wonder Woman definitely uh, breeds into that. And I know uh, in a little bit we'll talk about the movie, and we'll talk about some comments that were made um, towards the actress playing Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Uh, But I just, I I think it's, it's crazy how, you know, Marston had this image in his head. And, you know, he saw Wonder Woman as being free. And, you know, by wearing her ensemble, it made her, you know, free to move and fight and do what she needed to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that she was found in to what his editors considered, you know, kinky positions um, to him. Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah. Bondage-esque positions. Uh, Marston uh, didn't view it that way. You know, he viewed it symbolically. And I think that's kind of what, you know, I believe men were attracted to this comic because, Mm -hmm. hey, it's a hot chick. Yeah, you know in mm-hmm. bound up in chains and ropes and fighting crime and hey her hair looks good you know but I think females were drawn to it because of the symbolism
3: involved around it. Well what I've like researched over the past like couple of days is that Martin was really interested in bondage and porn but he did it in a very I wouldn't like not it like he did it in a classy way not like kind of like a very perverted way where you know they're in like these really disgusting uh, like positions, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he did it, like where you know women are able to get out of these positions and be free. Where you know, I'm not very cultured in the bondage community, but it's like you know, he does it in a tasteful way.
0: Oh, you, I like how you, uh. You'd be like, oh, well, I don't know much about bondage, but this is very tasteful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, after Marston's death in 1947, Wonder Woman evolved or devolved depending on her editor when the war ended and men returned home from the front lines many women who had been filling in on the factory lines were sent home accordingly wonder woman was demoted from superhero to babysitter and fashion model a cover from 1949 shows steve carrying wonder woman now wearing dainty ballet slippers instead of combat ready boots across a pond sidebars in the comics that had previously highlighted highlighted historical feminist figures were replaced by wedding advice columns so uh wonder woman kind of fell on bad times guys
3: (laughs) well i know a lot of the time around a lot of the justice league of america where you know she's a founding member of the justice league um they basically demoted her in there, too, for a while. She was just a secretary, and martson was really pissed off about that. Like, you know, he created this, in, like, independent woman, and then she gets degraded and dethroned from being a badass warrior princess to a secretary for the League.
1: Well, and, and you know, like, it just... It followed the times. You know, you go from women who were, you know, taking over the male, you know, typical male jobs to make sure that everything was running smoothly and that life still went on while the men were at war. And that's when we got, you know, icons like Rosie the Riveter, you know, only to when, you know, a lot of women found their independence during this time and it was fantastic there you know feminism was definitely flourishing because the women were needed but when the men came home from war they wanted to take their jobs back and then the war you know uh, women weren't needed anymore so uh, and it's unfortunate that they felt that the wonder woman comics needed to reflect that rather than you know supplying uh, women and young girls with a role model you know, they they went in a complete opposite direction
0: yeah, I think that the biggest issue <clears throat> surrounding Wonder Woman is like how she was supposed to be this uh, f- powerful feminist icon, but she was never really written by women. You know, back in the the forties and fifties and sixties and seventies. You know, there was a lot of times like there was a a panel where, you know, uh, <clears throat> I was actually doing some research earlier today where she. Runs off crying because a guy didn't think she was the prettiest girl in the in the office or whatever. It's like that's not the character that you know. That's not who Wonder Woman's supposed to be. That's not who Princess Diana of Themyscira is supposed to be. She's not concerned with what a a a uh, a man thinks of her looks. Like that's the furthest thing from her mind. She's concerned with you know, fighting for justice and and inequality. Like, that's not... You know, she's not going to run off crying because somebody
1: didn't like her outfit. No, she'll flip him off instead. She wouldn't (laughs) even do that. She wouldn't even, like... That's the thing, though. Like, she wouldn't care. Like, she... The character of Wonder Woman, and, you know, there are some slight inconsistencies with this character, which is why it kind of made... research on it a little difficult and I think that's one of the reasons why up until now, up until recently I haven't really been a fan of Wonder Woman because she's kind of all over the place and it's not <laughs> the characters' fault it's the people who the were in- yeah, writers. exactly, it's the people yeah. who were in charge of you know, cre- the, the creative process and um, the people who were in charge of the storyboarding and stuff, I blame them Because Wonder Woman is such a fantastic character. And what I love is the fact that in 1972, Wonder Woman experienced a resurgence when Gloria Steinem put her on the first cover of the feminist magazine Misses, oh, sorry, Miss, excuse me, the headline, Wonder Woman for President. I just love that. I thought that was great. It was great. The cover is fantastic. And I think that was... um, what the character needed to kind of boost her into you know the, the, the later part of the of the decade not the decade but the century
3: yeah no um, I totally agree <clears throat>
1: um, so and that actually a, so the cover in 1972 kind of leads into the TV show starring Linda Carter that ran from
3: 1975
1: to 1979
3: which was yeah. a TV show yeah, it was. Um, to touch ba- uh, to touch on the television series, um, the TV inspiration of Wonder Woman actually started in 19- 1967 with Who's Afraid of Diana Prince, which was a small little pilot that um, the TV series, uh, the writer or the producer, William Dowser commissioned a pilot because he wanted to see if this could happen because of the success of Batman. And it started with Ellie Wu Walker as, um, Diana Prince and Linda Harrison as Diana, Diana's woman, uh, Wonder Woman alter ego. If you don't know who Linda Harrison is, she's, um, popular in the Planet of the Apes films as Nova. And, and then in 1974, There was a television pilot that was commissioned by ABC um, with the actress Kathy Lee Cosby playing Wonder Woman, but they didn't really like it. So they just turned that into a TV series or a TV movie. And then they, out of 2,000 actresses, Linda Carter was picked up as Wonder Woman. And um, they did the new original Wonder Woman starring Linda Carter, which was a great success. And so ABC wanted to do two more 1-hour episodes and they did and it was huge and so they did 11 episode run but the reason why it got canceled by ABC after um, one season is because Wonder Woman at the, the first season was done as a period piece which is really expensive to produce quote unquote very similar to a Pacific show that ABC decided to cancel because it was too fucking expensive you and
0: your carters
3: it is and um so cbs picked up the series but they shifted it to present day 1970s with a um with linda carter and um linda carter had a lot of influence in how wonder woman was portrayed on television she the spin that she does to transfer herself as diana prince to wonder woman that was her, her idea And she actually protested against the executives because they wanted to dumb down Wonder Woman, making her very submissive and just, you know, falling for the guys and having the guys help her. She protested and she basically really kind of path the way of like having a female independent superhero that a lot of women could really get behind.
1: Yeah, she was, uh, Linda Carter was quoted saying that they, uh, that, executives and like uh, network executives didn't think that a woman could hold her own like hold her own on her own show and yeah. she credits uh, the, the show Wonder Woman with paving the way for subsequent female lead action shows like Charlie's Angels
3: yeah
0: see the, uh, see again that's what bothers me about the 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 portrayals of Wonder Woman like oh well You know, she needs this person to come save her. She needs this person. It's like, no, like, she's fucking Wonder Woman. Like, she is on par with the most powerful characters that DC has. Like, she can match up with Superman. She has very similar powers. I mean, fucking Superman has every power that was ever made. But, like, she has significant, you know, uh, strength levels. She's you know, maybe not as strong as Superman because it's fucking Superman, but, you know, she can do a lot. Like, she can do damage. Like, And yeah. honestly, you know, and as you and I said the same thing when we saw the Batman Superman movie. She was the best part of that. Oh, film. yeah.
3: I agree. I totally agree. And I definitely agree that, you know, she doesn't need someone to save her. She can do so much on her own. And I know that NBC in 2011 tried to create a pilot episode, and I actually have seen the pilot episode with Adrian Pelicki as Wonder Woman. It's on the internet if you want to see it. Oh, um, it's terrible. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it is terrible, and it's really sad because, you know, she um, she has a little bit of, like, that strong female presence, but then she's, like, later on the episode, and towards the end, she's like, moping that her love interest steve is now engaged and i was like are you fucking kidding me it's
2: like sex in the i mean i guess i don't know because i've never seen sex in the city but it's what i would assume it would be sex in the city meets like wonder woman and she's like eating ice cream and moping on the couch watching tv yeah it was pathetic
1: it was so, uh, so, so just uh, okay. uh, "Sex in the City" isn't like that. Just saying. Okay, I'm
2: sorry to generalize. No, I like Charlotte. That sounds like Charlotte. Yeah, but
1: okay, so a little bit, but it's anyways, anyways.
3: And they they really wanted to capture like NBC and the CW. They obviously work together. They're the, basically the same company, but they saw like you know the success of uh, Smallville and they were like oh we can definitely do it but they really fucked up with that pilot episode like it was such a disappointment I don't recommend anybody seeing it like I took one for the team and watched that shit for you guys so don't see it it's like they're (laughs) so afraid
0: to have a strong female character like I don't get that like you know you can have a strong female character who's like a lawyer or a doctor or something like that but a superhero like, that's the thing that pisses me off about these, these comic well, movies. She doesn't need... The only reason somebody would have to come save her is that, like, there was a, a, a threat, like, say, Doomsday, that requires multiple heroes to beat that no one hero can take on their own.
3: Yeah, you know I mean? no, I totally agree. And the only good thing about that pilot is that she was wearing pants. And I was like, girl, you rock those pants because... A lot of people, a lot of women wear pants, not skirts. I'm not a skirt girl, so it was nice to see her just being able to kind of fall into modern times. And that's something I was going to bring up.
0: Because if you look at most of the, uh, like, main, like, I know that Wonder Woman's part of the Trinity. But when you look at the female versions of, like, the, the DC Trinity, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman so if you look at like Batgirl or you look at uh um Supergirl their costumes have changed uh, a lot but mm-hmm. they're almost uh I di- they're they're not as revealing as Wonder Woman's costume. I know Supergirl had the the skirt and everything, but she also had long sleeves and she yeah. had like the big boots. Like I would say Robin's outfit was more revealing <laughs> than Supergirl's.
3: And a lot of people were when Linda Carter was Wonder Woman, a lot of people were like, Oh my god, her, you know, outfit's so re- revealing. It was because the back was too revealing. They were like, The front was fine, but the back the back was actually perfectly okay. I was like, I don't see how it's so like scandalous that her back was showing. It wasn't a lot of her back.
1: And another thing Yeah, but it was the seventies. Another thing about the TV show that was so kind of cutting edge at the time is Linda Carter's stunt double was a female, which you didn't typically see if a stunt double was performing for a female role. It would typically it would be it would be a man in drag. Ultimately, you know, it would be a a thin guy in a wig. Posing as, like in Spaceballs. Yes, exactly <laughs> like in Spaceballs. the guy with a cigar and a mustache So um, I saw uh, a, a picture floating around Facebook recently of Linda Carter's stunt double uh, carrying Linda Carter around because she yeah. could and that was the whole that, that was big at the time the fact that not only is it a female fronted superhero movie, but they legit had a female stunt double in, you know, performing all of the stunts and stuff. So, you know, it was just, it's crazy to think of right now, but that was just unheard of yeah, at the you time. see
0: that a little more now, like uh, the first one that comes to mind is Zoe Bell, who's in all the uh, Tarantino stuff, um, sometimes as, you know, a lead actress, but she also did a lot of the stunt doubling for uh, uh, Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, and uh, the girl who does, um, what's her name? Uh, Supergirl just did the American Ninja Warrior course
3: and beat. That. Oh, uh, Melissa uh, Bonet or something like that. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't remember what her name is. Honestly, I know she's a a, a blonde girl. And she kind of dressed like Supergirl when she went through the through the course. And there's, yeah. um, I read a whole piece on the. Uh, the girl who does, and it was like Lindsay Bruce or something like that, uh, who did the stunts for uh, Daisy Ridley. Like, female stunt uh, actors are getting more and more. I think it's because it's easier, um, especially now with like CGI where you just like put the face on. But if you, it, I think it's easier for. <coughs> Female stunt stunt actresses, because, you know, the, the style, like, if you have a stunt person now, like, you want to get the body type to be the same, and a lot of these actresses have to be so small, like, it's difficult to get, like, a guy, unless you're going to do, like, a far-off shot, then what's the point of doing it anyways? hmm But, you know, it's... Although you will see people like... I think Emily Blunt did a lot of her own stunts in that Edge of Tomorrow movie.
3: Yeah, she did. She was actually pregnant <laughs> at the time, too, when she did all those stunts. Same with um, Gail Gadot with the Wonder Woman film, especially with a lot of the reshoots. She was pregnant at the time, five months pregnant. Yeah, and
0: years ago, you would never have seen that. Like, Jackie Chan broke all these, like, rules. Like, oh, my God, look at all my... All my I'm doing all my stunts myself. Like, you, you know, at the time... Like you're saying, you know, a woman would never, A, do her own stunts, but B, have a woman stunt double. Like, you know, it was like this show is like a a milestone for so many different reasons. And not only did it spawn, you know, these other female-fronted TV shows and, you know, let some of these uh, characters be more mainstream, you know, and bring some of these, you know, other characters to light, like a cat woman like Storm, like... Jean Grey you know they started getting their own um their own their own storylines and their own titles and everything um you know they cre- it, this show created more jobs and like showed girl and that's what I believe was the original intention of Wonder Woman like you know it doesn't matter that you're born a girl or that you know you're you're not you're not a man you can do these same things, like if you want to be a, a, a stunt actor, go ahead, you can be a stunt actor.
1: <coughs> so since 1978, there have been numerous Superman and Batman films, but nothing for Wonder Woman fans. There's never been a Wonder Woman film until now. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced, obviously, opening tomorrow, that Wonder Woman would have a role... Oh, sorry. No, so, obviously, we know that Wonder Woman had a role in the Batman versus Superman film. And to be <coughs> honest with you, that was the best part. That was the saving grace of the movie. I thought the movie was kind of, eh, all right. It wasn't a great movie. Up to no. that point. And then, you know, even, you know, the, the bits and pieces... Um, leading up to the actual appearance of of Wonder Woman, you know, when she was uh, as Diana Prince, were just fantastic. But then once Wonder Woman shows up on the screen, it's just like, yeah, I I, I legit (laughs) cheered. I was like, yes, yes! Um, It was just fantastic.
0: I think they're being smart in giving Wonder Woman the first solo of I know Man of Steel... But Man of Steel was only to set up Batman versus Superman. They're giving Wonder Woman the first solo story. And honestly, I think this is smart because there's. People don't know her origin.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, how many times have we seen Superman's backstory? How many times have we seen, you know, and how many different variations have we seen of Batman? Oh you know, well, too many to count. Like, this is the first time that we're really being introduced, you know, cinematically to this yeah. character. So everything's going to be new, which kind of puts added pressure on everybody, you know? Like, it really does. You have to perform, like, you have to create a good story. You know, this film honestly really needs to succeed in theaters because you know it needs to, it needs to make the money it needs to reach the masses it needs to perform well because you know if not then i mean adc has not produced great movies to begin uh-huh. with but yep. it's so important that
3: wonder woman is good yeah and and gail Gadot had said that the wonder woman that you see in batman versus superman is a woman who's been around and that she's very experienced she understands a lot whereas in the standalone movie you were getting the grown-up story diana becoming wonder woman and that is a story that we have never been told that hasn't been told and it's it's Mm -hmm. nice to see that and it's i think it this film is gonna really from a lot of the reviews I've seen it's really picking it's really picking up DC off the ground and bringing new life into this comic book universe and and especially in the film portion because I know that the the TV versions is okay but it's like this film this film is probably the saving grace of the movie cinematic universe for DC well I know right now
0: um I was looking at this earlier. It has a higher, I uh, think, it has a higher Rotten Tomato score than any DC or Marvel film.
3: Yeah, it's film. at like ninety-seven. I think ninety-seven percent, ninety-eight.
0: And Marvel films have been just praised up and
3: down. Yeah, for how yeah, good they are. It's at ninety-seven, marking it the highest-rated super superhero film on the site right now.
0: If I remember
2: correctly, Batman vs. Superman had a very high uh Rotten Tomatoes rating. Or was it, was it like, that one? No, it was there like 36. Was No, before it came out oh, is what oh, I'm oh. saying. Yeah. <laughs> so because they're able to kind of control that a little bit, so you know, I I I obviously hope this film is amazing and I hope it does great and you know, but but that's it's kind of a, a bit of a misnomer, you know, cuz the mass audience, you know, ha- has not seen it yet. So films always typically get a little bit bloated before they actually come out.
0: Right, but still to have a higher score at this point,
2: you know, it's... Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, it, it, we'd have to go back in time and track before films came out what their what their rating was on, mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Because I'm pretty sure there's been some other superhero films that have gotten very high ratings before their a- actual release. And then they go down.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't. Based on what I'm hearing, and you know, we're gonna see this movie because I feel like it's it's an important. It's not just an important film if you like comic book films. It's important culturally, especially with what's going on.
1: I was just say, yeah. See, Superman owes a debt to science fiction. Batman owes a debt to the hard boiled detective. Wonder Woman's debt is to feminism. She's the missing link in a chain of events that begins with women's suffrage campaigns of the 1910s and ends with the troubled place of feminism of century later. Wonder Woman is so hard to put on film because the fight for women's rights has gone so badly. And that is why it is so important that uh, this movie is coming out right now now like right now seriously there was uh, some some uh, shenanigans the other day about women's health care and how it's going to be increasingly not even more difficult and I'm, I'm totally don't mean to get emotional and off topic right now how it's going to be even more difficult and more expensive for women to have babies and for Mm -hmm. women to you know get the proper health care that they deserve and it's just disgusting it is absolutely disgusting so this movie coming out right now in the wake of a blow to feminism is just exactly what we need and I'm hoping that seeing this movie can kind of breathe life into some of these young girls Mm -hmm. and get them out there to, you know, fight the good fight.
3: And, yeah, and, oh, sorry,
0: Patrick, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the whole thing that, you know, has been uh, something that I'm 100% behind is the uh, Alamo Draft House deciding to show women's only uh, screenings of the movie. And it's driving me out of my mind that these, these uh, you know, did asshole men are these are
1: frail male, frail male egos are in a, in a culture
0: where <clears throat> uh
1: sexism is
0: is uh uh celebrated like to the point where um I know it's slightly off topic but a couple weeks ago I wrote an article about uh this dipshit who has a son going into the NBA draft and he was doing an interview and he refused to look at the woman who was doing the interview, refused to answer her questions, wouldn't even turn his head in her direction. She asked him a question. You know, He's like, oh, I sold a bunch of these shoes. And she said, how many? And he paused for a couple seconds and then just said, stay in your lane. And <gasps> refused to answer her. Now, I saw an article about this guy earlier today. Because he's got three sons, and he keeps talking about how great his sons are at basketball. Well, his son missed uh, 52 shots the other day. And he's trying to talk to his team and console his team after they lost by 52 points. And the man is wearing a shirt that says, Stay in Yo Lane. So not only is he an unbelievable, sexist piece of shit, he is now trying to... uh, Profit off of being an unbelievable sexist piece of shit because he is marketing this product towards the people who agree that that's okay. And he is trying to make money on that. And I was so infuriated that I wrote an entire article decrying this guy and how he's terrible for the sport of basketball. And <clears throat> that's where... This whole problem with the Alamo comes in. All these guys are like, oh well, it's it's inequality and it's inequality. Don Cheadle came out and thought it was great. Uh, he shut these people down. It was so great. He didn't think it was great. What he did, I thought was great. Sorry, I misspoke there. People were complaining like, "Oh well, you know, if there was a men's men tonight, everybody would be up in arms." And he's like, "No, you're assuming that the playing field is level, which it is not." Mm-hmm. Somebody did come up with it because everyone's like, "Oh, is the Alamo going to have you know when the next Superman movie comes out? You know, are you going to have an all all on a male only?" They're like, "Nope," like because it's not. And somebody came up with the great idea of, you know, they should. uh they should only charge 85% of what a normal ticket costs
2: it it really pisses me off to see these insecure men getting all their you know their fucking boxers in a bunch because because of this the the thing is they're so sheltered or or I guess probably a better word would be um, privileged yeah. you know that they don't understand what you know what people of color or what women go through you know because we just you know and and i say we uh, you know me me and patrick i guess you know we're we're white men and and we sort of get the benefit of that and can't see unless we put ourselves in their shoes mm-hmm. or or read or have conversations mm-hmm. and these people don't want to do that because they're so selfish that the world revolves around them and it's how can the world serve me as opposed to what can I do to better the world, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's really frustrating as, you know, obviously as I'm just speaking for myself now, but as a man, it's, it's very frustrating to know that there's other men out there that just don't get it, you know? Like, just talk to people, like, read things or put yourself out there and try to understand what other people go through, you know? And this world would be a, a, clearly a much better place if that was the case.
1: Yeah, I agree. See... It's just, it's ignorance. That's what it is. And, uh, and ig- ig- ignorance is bliss. That's, that's... People
0: like that look at something and they say, well, there, this is an advantage for someone who's not me. Therefore, this is instantly holding me back. No, just because someone else, you know, just because somebody else gets something that you don't have, doesn't mean you're losing anything.
1: It's one night. It's it's one showing. It's not only that, it's nothing. I think easy. they added another one, so it's two showings. It's two showings out of how many? This is the same
0: this is the same people who will fight against gay rights like you know the right for a gay couple to get married. It's like you're not losing your right. Like, oh, they want more rights. No, they don't. They want the exact same goddamn amount of rights that you already have that you take for granted. You don't have to fight for your rights. So you don't understand what it's like not to have anything. Nothing has ever been denied to you. But just because somebody else gets something, you know, there's a woman's only screening of a movie one night in a goddamn movie theater in Texas. One movie theater. I think they should do it in every theater. But they're doing it one night in one theater for one goddamn movie. They're showing other movies at that at that cinema, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, it's a one specific screening that... <laughs> now yeah. that that happened, they've actually expanded it because they, you know, like as yeah. they
0: should. Yeah, they because, really should. But these people are getting all bent out of shape because, and I guarantee you that everybody who is complaining about this is not coming from the Austin, Texas area.
1: So, speaking of people having to fight for their right to party, uh, let's talk about <coughs> Gal Gadot and how she had to. Are you okay?
3: I, oh my God!
1: Oh. Gal Gadot really had to kind of like fight for the fact that she earned this role, and in an interview, uh, an interview where. Told her that she was too skinny and that her boobs weren't big enough to fill Wonder Woman's cup size or something. Some you know, just verbatim. I'm not not an actual quote, but yeah. um, and to which she responded, "Well, if I was you know an actual Amazonian, I would only have one breast because they used to cut off one of their boobs to better wield a bow and arrow yeah, for, for the sake of accuracy with a bow. Right. Yeah. So if, if they were going for accuracy. As far as the role goes, she would only have one boob instead of two. So I thought that response from her was just
3: fantastic. That was the best. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Her response throughout the this process of becoming Wonder Woman has just, it's such a fresh it's like a nice fresh air into everything that's happening now everything that's happening in the comic universe and DC universe this is the first, well I wouldn't say the first female superhero movie but like it's one that is so critical at a time that we really need someone to really kind of uplift the morale of women and one of her one of her quotes is like i am the wonder woman of the new world which is the new era of what we're going through right now and in another interview she said What's so lovely lovely about Wonder Woman is, yes, she has strength and power of a goddess, but she has the heart and mind of a human. So I play her as I think a woman like me would act in a situation she's going through. You treat her as a normal woman who happens to be fantastic and almighty. And in another interview, she says, I want to show women that women are empowered and strong and don't have to be saved by some male hero, but they can take care of themselves using their intelligence and their power. She is such a wonderful human, and I'm so glad we have someone like her right now, especially <laughs> with everything that's going on, and she she really is Wonder Woman. Like, I had my doubts, not just because... I had my doubts because I'm not a huge Wonder Woman fan. I the comics really didn't appease to me. I grew up watching Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, but to see her evolve from Batman versus Superman and how she really is taking this role seriously as just as a female, as a human being, as a mother of two girl, young girls who she really has wants to be an inspiration to them as Wonder Woman and not just Wonder Woman, but as a mother and everything. Mm -hmm. She really, I'm so happy for her and I'm so happy that we have her because she's just so damn fantastic.
1: And I love the fact that she sees her job. Not only is she playing, like portraying Wonder Woman, but she also... Clarifies Wonder Woman's Message of empowerment She's been quoted saying I think People take it the wrong way when I say I'm a feminist feminism Is not about burning bras and hating Men it's about gender equality Whoever is not a feminist is A chauvinist and that Attitude right there like that's Wonder Woman You know and and, and that's her Defending herself and defending Wonder Woman's message you know that, that that's her, so the fact that that woman is playing portraying Wonder Woman like I'm all for that mm-hmm. and one of the first things that I did when they announced her because I had no idea who she she was uh, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of research on her like who who is because at first I'm like wow she's gorgeous <laughs> and of course you know you find out that she's like uh, did beauty pageants and stuff, but mm-hmm. she was part of the Israeli army, yep. Like how yep. crazy is that? So she really is a badass. Yeah, like, that's not faking. Like she's not faking it. Like that, thats who she is. And the fact that she has been, uh, she spent the past few years going to comic cons and emphasizing the importance of strong female figures in boys' lives, like you know, in, in everybody's life, but particularly, particularly trying to make the character. Um, kind of bring the, t- the character to not only young girls but you know young boys mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i think that's great you know she keeps going out of her way to you know things that she doesn't have to do like she's just supposed to promote the movie but yeah. she's doing more than that she's doing more than just promoting the movie and promoting the message of the movie she's she's promoting everything that this character stands for and i think that it's I, I just the more i see the more trailers that i see the more articles that i read about this movie i am just getting so incredibly excited to see it and mm-hmm. i'm not a wonder woman fan like i said like i've just I just never really been interested in the past but all of a sudden mm-hmm. like you know all of the hype around this movie and you know what she's doing is just getting me so incredibly excited and i can't wait
2: and this is you know there's a lot riding on this film so mm-hmm. it's this is the first of the you know the, i guess this era of comic book films where you know the big big budget comic book movies <laughs> yeah. where it's 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 led by by a female superhero and a lot i'm sure dc and marvel have plans waiting to get greenlit to see what the box office is over the mm-hmm. first weekend and the great thing about this is it's obviously a you know a female superhero led film, and it's also as you guys mentioned directed by a woman as well, mm-hmm. and this is this is huge for for you know for the success or or rather just to see other projects like this because you know and and this this show obviously it, you know it probably can't contain an, uh, a a discussion about female filmmakers because that's a whole other can of worms but. <laughs> You know, but the fact that they they did give this—it's it, Patty Jenkins, right? That
3: yes, yeah, yeah.
2: So the <clears> fact <throat> that they gave it to a woman to direct is is big because a lot of uh, you know, you know, that with with women filmmakers, a lot of times they if they fail once, that they're done. You know, mm-hmm. and men get you know get a lot of leeway where oh well, they had a bad you know they had a bad film or the you know the script wasn't so good, but whenever. A woman helmed by a woman fails; it's all her fault. Unless your name is Coppola. Well, to a degree, but she she is a good filmmaker too. So yeah. you know, <laughs> and she's made some great films. But <clears throat> you know, but I think that there's a, there is definitely a lot riding on this, and you know, I think it's an important film for that for that very reason. And hopefully, this does as well as as it should.
3: And I'm, yeah. Yeah. And oh, sorry, no, magic. Go ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, um, especially with Marvel coming out, with Captain Marvel, with Brie Larson, they also have a female director doing it as well. So it's really nice to see a women's perspective taking a strong female superhero and bringing new light to the comic book world as well. Yeah, I was going to say, at
0: least in this case, you know, there. I mean, there's obviously going to be, you know, a massive amount of, you know, internet trolls that come out on this because of what it is. But at least with this, I mean, the difference between this and, and, you know, like, say, the Ghostbusters remake, you know, they don't have the same ammunition that they did for that movie where what I mean is they're taking, you know, this powerful hero who has proven herself time and time again, you know, in a variety of mediums you know, we have the animated films, we have the Justice League, you know, animated T V series, we have mm-hmm. you know you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of comics, you know, seventy five years worth of, you know, movies and T V shows, well not movies so much, but T V shows and, and radio serials I'm sure, you know, all this stuff <clears throat> where I mean people are gonna find a reason to complain about everything, you know, all the time. But mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be... At least I don't see the same vitriol that is going to be given to, you know, this movie that Ghostbusters got. I mean, I really hope not. Because, I mean, there's no place for that at all. I mean, if you don't like a film, you don't want to see a film, don't see it, you know, don't like it. You know, I was involved in a... uh, I didn't get into the conversation, but, you know, apparently... People are saying that you know this movie promotes hate because you know they're doing the all all woman screening and you know you shouldn't pay to see this movie if you pay to see it you're not a real man. It's like where do you come up with this shit? Like what delusional fantasy land do you live in where your gender is determined by whether or not you pay for a film? Like what is wrong with people? Why do you have to tear everything down all the time? Like, I don't understand that. <clears throat> you don't like... like, And this is supposed to be a legitimately good film. Like, these weren't the same people that were running around, you know, shredding, you know, uh, Dawn of Justice because it was, a, it was an awful film. I mean, I really liked it. But, you know, Call a Spade a Spade, it wasn't a good film. <laughs> there were a lot of plot holes that needed to be filled in with a three-hour version. But... <coughs> you know it 's just people can 't this is why we can 't have nice things basically
1: <laughs> so in I, I kind of want to wrap this up um in closing i I want to do something that i don 't normally do, and I kind of want to uh just Encourage. I, usually we're like, hey, go see the movie or go do this. But I really, really, really want to encourage our friends and our listeners who are our friends to go and see this movie. Put your money where your mouth is. I know I will be. And unfortunately, money talks. And if you want to see... More female fronted movies, more female fronted, like female superhero movies, female more. Female directed movies. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Uh, money talks. And this is important, and not only do I think it's going to be a great movie, but I think it can do monumental things as far as its impact in our society today. So definitely get out there, support the ladies, and uh, go see a movie. Yeah, especially if you're the type
0: of person who's who's seen Guardians of the Galaxy three or four times. If you like this, go see this three or four times. You know what I'm saying?
1: So, on that note, I think we're going to head to our next break, and uh, we'll be right back. Do you love a scary story?
0: Do you love to dance? Put the big scary monster
3: New Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network
1: we're back. Or say, I was, was going to do it, but I was waiting for you to cut me off. <laughs> we're back.
0: And uh, we're friends.
3: Um, can I just add one thing? I know we just wrapped up the Wonder Woman discussion, but um, with Wonder Woman, the film that's coming out, I know there's a lot of comic book fans out there. Um, the origin story is based on the New 52, where... Um, Wonder Woman is the daughter of Zeus, whereas in a lot of the um, origin stories, she's just made out of clay by her mother. So it is an origin story from the New Fifty Two, and it's set in World War One instead of World War Two, which which a lot of the origin is from a lot of the past. So just a little quick comic book <clears throat> throw throwdown for everybody. Well, I prefer that
0: uh, she have a different origin story than Adrael. Uh, Okay I don't know That's the first thing I thought of Like
3: dreidels made out of clay Wonder
0: Woman made of clay Like I like the fact that she's You know an actual person Not like a statue come to life Okay I, I never really liked that origin story
1: So we have Some battle results to discuss so last week, we threw down a pretty interesting battle. We had Daria <laughs> Morgendorfer and Jane versus Beavis and Butthead in a celebrity death match. And not surprisingly, uh, Daria and Jane won by a lot. A lot of <laughs>
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, I think Isaac said it best. Because... <clears throat> uh, I said, you know, all Jane had to do was tell each of them separately, like, hey, if you if you kill your partner, you know, we'll hook up with you. <clears throat> and Isaac said, I don't think they're that... I don't think she even needs to do that. She could just say, I'll hook up with you if you kill yourself. And then they would have won that way. Like, they wouldn't have to throw a punch. Like, they would just outmaneuver them, uh, you know, uh, mentally.
1: <coughs> yeah, I, I feel like it wouldn't have taken much to uh, convince Beavis and Butthead to annihilate either themselves or each other. Yeah. So, it was pretty, pretty... Uh,
0: kind of knew the, what the yeah. outcome was going to
1: be. Yeah. So, So that's about it, guys. Yeah. Unless anybody <coughs> has anything else to add.
0: No. Hopefully no. I'll sound better by next week, but I doubt
1: <laughs> it. So on that note, thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening. And I hope you guys all go out and see Wonder Woman and let us know how you liked it. If you liked it. I hope you like it. I hope I like it. Uh, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely be seeing it soon. And until next week, kitties. We will see see you you next next Thursday.